0: Hey guys, what's up? It's your resident cartoon junkie, Brandon Jones here, and I'm here to give you a little opinion piece. You don't get to hear a lot of these very often, but sometimes I get an idea in my head, and I have to get it out of get it out in some sort of sort of vocal way. So, uh, this is an opinion piece on the Sonic redesign. That's uh, been a big deal. Uh, throughout uh, You know the, the the movie sphere video game sphere and animation sphere It's kind of encompassed a lot of things together So I wanted to give my opinion on it and tell you guys what I think of the new sonic design and the ramifications of it And therefore but I also want to get into the news as well uh, So bear with me while I get through some news and a few announcements too as well um, uh, Let's see on uh, November uh, Sorry November 9th, Saturday, November 9th. Uh, uh, my friend Haas and I, David Rocky, we uh, had our live stream uh, for Extra Life. Uh, the live stream was for basically going on Twitch and just live streaming video games for twenty four hours he did at least I showed up for about eight of those hours maybe uh, so you know he he did a full twenty four hour run uh, for that and we ended up raising quite a bit of money for Norton children's Her- children's Hospital uh, which is great here in Louisville Kentucky um, but we're still going to keep that open. Um, until uh, we hit our goal, we're going to try and hit our goal of, a, of 1500. Um, so we're going to keep that going. Uh, we might do some other live streams throughout the weekend, throughout the weeks, but we're going to keep that going to, to the end of the year. So if you want to go to the Video Destruct Facebook page, you'll see the Extra Life link there. Uh, you can also go to Extra Life, search for Video Destruct or David Rocky, and you will uh, have. Um, a, a way to pay in for that so also for some reason my google chrome was kind of glitchy with the donations so if you're having glitch problems like switch to safari or firefox or something to that degree because that would might help the problems that i was having in google chrome so if, you, if you're having the same problems but uh yeah so go donate uh to uh, our extra life and let's give money to the kids uh, children's hospital uh, also on November ninth, uh, you know, parts of the DNN, uh, part of the DNN Pixel Brain Productions premiered their Bagged and Bored season two. Season two episode one premiere was on November 9th at the Art Sanctuary. It is now up currently on YouTube as we speak. I did the thumbnail for the YouTube page. Um, used a little Photoshop skills, uh, but yeah, uh, go check it out. It's a real fun. It's a real fun time. My, I'm in it. My friend Eric is in it. And uh, a lot of other people that I know are in are in are cameos in there. So go check out the Bagden Board season two premiere with Kent Carney and all those boys at Pixel Brand Productions because it's a good time. Um, And that's it for the DNN news. uh, Basically, moving on to the actual tune news of the day. uh, Scoob, the official trailer for the twenty twenty cg animated scooby-doo movie uh hit um and it looks fine it looks absolutely fine uh it doesn't look particularly laugh out loud funny oddly enough um it, it, it there's a few parts in there that kind of made me giggle a little bit but it doesn't look too funny uh my biggest problem is that they recast the main characters in and in, because in you have to have celebrities that's just how you have to do it uh, so you got Zac Efron as, uh, as, uh, uh, as, um, Fred, you've got, I forget who Shaggy even was, uh, it was some, Bill Hader, it might have been Bill Hader, uh, but yeah, I, I'm not, I don't know, it, it's, it's a bit weird to me to, to, just because voices can change, obviously, Velma was just changed, uh, not too long ago, uh, but, just when you have this like sudden change in voices it's it's a bit off-putting especially for iconic characters now what they did what they did correctly is they did keep frank welker as scooby-doo frank welker's been doing scooby-doo for a long time ever since the original voice actor passed away um but if you got frank welker already you could probably just go and do get frank welker to do fred as well but uh i get it so you know it it You gotta have celebrities in your movie. I understand that. But that's the biggest um, uh, rub that I took from it that was a little weird just because I have a real affinity for the Scooby gang. And Mystery Inc. And uh, so, but you do get the origins of Scooby and Shaggy, which is interesting. I don't think we've ever really touched on that. Looks very Charlie Brown, Snoopy-esque, almost uh, very heartwarming type stuff. So we're gonna get a little, little bit of heart in this movie, which I, I appreciate. Scooby-Doo deserves a little bit of heart. Scooby-Doo has been a long-lasting franchise, and and he deserves to have a little heart put into his uh, movie franchises. So uh, happy about that. And it looks fine. It looks absolutely fine. Hopefully, it'll do very well because Scooby is a, a well, a well-performing property, as well it should be because it's a fun little property, and we'll hope it's, that it's pretty good. So that's it for the Scoob news. Moving on to Netflix and Nickelodeon strike a multi-year deal to produce new to produce new movies and shows. So they've already got a Rise of the Team and T Tea and a Loud House movie coming out and now throughout the rest of the year so nickelodeon's all in with netflix basically after being basically the network that has um i guess perpetuated the cable companies as far as propelled the cable companies as far as they can go uh viacom has stepped in for i think viacom owns nickelodeon i might be stupid about that um but um they finally have kind of jumped onto the 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 streaming train so Uh, I guess they realize that, like, it's a better delivery system with, with, you know, uh, the, the new Zim movie, the Rocco movie, all that stuff. Uh, I guess they realize that it's a better delivery system than, than, than cable is right now, because cable's kind of dying off. Um, and Nickelodeon's kind of been one of the bigger proponents of keeping cable around and stuff like that, but that's probably because they're owned by a giant cable giant, so, um, but yeah, we've got, uh, we've got some, some great shows coming out, or we've got some shows being pitched and everything, we don't know what all has been, uh, put under it, but a lot of, uh, a lot of veterans, such as, uh, Ramsey Naito, uh, who's the head of animation, uh, uh, they'll be, uh, heading up a lot of different shows and stuff like that, so we'll see, um, I'm, I'm all for more, uh, animation, and, uh, and, uh, the, uh, and it, it, it should be a good time. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but Brian Robbins, Ramsey Naito, uh, and a bunch of creative people from Nickelodeon, they'll be teaming up with Netflix. Uh, Melissa Cobb, who's the head of Original Animation, to make original animated stuff. So we'll see where it goes. I'm, I'm loving the fact that animation has found a better home with the streaming services. I feel like the, the binge nature of animation probably uh, really helps with... Uh, with, with, with the type of consumption that the animation is and uh, uh, I'm glad to see that it's kind of found uh, a Little bit of a home in streaming sites and stuff like that. So I'm uh, super stoked about more animation coming to the streaming uh, channels, but Let's get into it guys. That's it for our news uh, And you know what let's let's take a short little ad break uh, to, to 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 whet your appetite for my opinion piece Coming up next, because I might be getting a little bit heated. Who knows? Hey, listeners, this is Joe and Will from Common Creatives. We're a new podcast on the DNN that explores the place of creativity in the lives of artists, musicians, comedians, filmmakers, and creators of all kinds. This show lets us indulge our curiosity about why and how people satisfy their urges to make and create new things. So check out Common Creatives on iTunes, Stitcher, and at DestinationComics.com. back from that ad brink um let's have at it shall we um so the sonic design uh, has been pretty much lambasted since it was uh first pitched uh way back in the middle of the summer i think of this year uh they dropped a terrible looking trailer for the new sonic movie um and it was terrible looking for a lot of different reasons uh some of the humor was kind of on target mainly with Jim Carrey because Jim Carrey can be funny and hopefully he's just going to be funny from now on and not draw his weird political cartoons or whatever. No, I don't think anybody really wants that, regardless of where you fall on the political spectrum. I think you just want Jim Carrey to be funny, honestly. Um, and he's kind of turning into a weirdo, so it's good to see him embracing humor again. Um, so uh, that that was probably the best part of the first trailer was Jim Carrey's performance uh, as Doctor. Eggman Robotnik. I don't know if he's actually gonna be called Eggman, uh, but so what's what's bad about the first trailer is the Sonic design was absolutely awful. He looked like a homunculus monster. He he looked hideous. Uh, he had human teeth for some reason. Very humanoid teeth. Weird lips. Um, you know, it, it, it was that weird, uncanny valley Smurfs look. Uh, if you'll remember the the first two Smurfs movies uh, that Sony did, and then they did a third Smurfs movie where they actually looked like Smurfs, uh, but because there was no stupid rapping Smurf angle on it, and parents didn't want to take their kids to uh, another Smurf movie because the first two were so awful, the third movie didn't do as well, even though it was actually a Smurfs movie and it took place uh, in the Smurfs universe. Anyway, uh, but yeah, it looked like a weird he, he looked like a weird homunculus. He looked absolutely hideous. Uh, He had a weird, real-looking animal nose with, like, a person's face. I don't know how this look got greenlit in the first place because it just looked like a parody. It looked awful. People weren't even liking the silhouette that it was presenting. And I mean people as in universally. No one was happy about this at all. Uh, they looked at this thing, and they were like, what is that? Even the the first silhouettes were like, what is that? It looked like a dude, it looked like a, a person in a Sonic costume. That's what the first silhouettes looked like. And then it was even worse when it was revealed how he looked, uh, otherwise. It looked horrible, absolutely horrible, um... And I think after like it was real, it was really like after a bunch of things like how the turtles looked weird in the Team and T movies, uh, the, the 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 latest ones, um, uh, the Michael Bay produced ones, uh, they looked really weird and creepy and odd, and no one liked it. And uh, th- this was kind of like a big, a big punch in the face. Um, Sonic is pretty much known for his design. In fact, I would say, and this has been echoed by people like Ego Raptor, Aaron Hansen from Game Grumps, uh, his entire, John Tron as well, his entire existence is based on the fact that he has a really cool design. The original Sonic character has a cool 90s look to him. It's sharp. It can update pretty easily without having to change too much of it. Um, he has a very tune-esque design. He's got the white gloves just like Mickey Mouse and all the other tunes and stuff like that. And when you when you have that kind of a long lasting design, especially with games that aren't really even that good, there's a slew of Sonic games that aren't good Uh, all through the late 2000s that are just absolutely awful, and yet this character persists. This character, his design, everything persists through all of it because he is well-loved, and I think that's partially due to the fact that he looks really cool. There's a cool design to him. So when you take that and you make it look like a weird, disgusting, homunculoid baby monster, it's not a good look for you. Um, However, uh, that's, that's basically what the 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 internet basically fought back against this let's not say fought back they basically said i'm not going to see this movie because he looks like a weird you know strange mutated rabbit and i don't want anything to do with it um and producer tim miller actually took that and said we hear you we're now fixing it okay uh, i don't know what that means you know at the time we didn't know what that meant. Uh, from a, from a movie studio, okay, you're fixing it. What do you mean? Are you beefing it up? Are you taking it down? Are you making it more cartoonish? What are you doing? And then it was kind of a little undertow of it. It wasn't really said outright, but it was sort of little undertows. It, it was it was kind of it was kind of on the on the down low a little bit that Tyson Hess was being talked to about uh, the redesign. Tyson Hess is uh, uh, basically the, the guy who. Designs Sonic or draws Sonic quite a bit right now. He's he's sort of the titular Sonic designer because he did the Sonic Mania, which was the fan-made game that was kind of an homage to the old Sega games. And uh, so Tyson Hess is kind of that loved cartoonish look uh, that he gives Sonic. He makes him look kind of old school um, from the original design, but like kind of amps him up to a little bit. If you ever watched the little Sonic Mania shorts, those are all Tyson Hess. Tyson Hess has done a—he uh, did a, a run of uh, the comic covers uh, during a reboot of the Sonic comic at one point. I think he did one through five, and you can get those in a collection. And uh, Tyson Hess's Sonic is pretty much the definitive Sonic right now, in a lot of ways. Uh, He—it's its a really good redesign. If you go back and watch that, he put a lot of new personality. He actually just extracted a lot of the personality from the original. Uh, but if you take—if you go back and watch those Tyson Hess. Sonic Mania um, shorts. He put a lot of personality, made him a silent protagonist like he was back in the day, and put a lot of motion and and real uh, thought into into the, his behavior and stuff like that. But he kept his he kept his kind of loose, too cool for school attitude. But it was really well done the the way he he sort of uh, amplified all the good parts about the old Sonic design and kind of pushed down all the weird stuff that came out uh from the characters later on you know from later on after you know the, the whole 90s aesthetic the whole 90s ad- du- the dude with attitude kind of like and you know, it kind of falls out of out of grace in a lot of ways uh so he was actually hit up and we learned this to be true later on he was hit up to head this redesign he was going to head this redesign and make sure that, that Sonic, you know, looked decent, looked good uh, for audiences. And uh, the new design came out about a week ago. The the new tr- well, it was sort of leaked a little bit in a lot of ways. Um, it was sort of leaked uh, with like with some art on Twitter. Uh, I think somebody took a snapshot of like a few like Chinese emporiums of of like Chinese merch that's being put out with like new Sonic designs on. It, it was like, is this real? Is this actually it? Or is this just some prank or whatever? Turns out it was real. Uh, the the designs that were dropped and all those little leaked footage little little leaked photos and everything uh, the trailer came out and Sonic looks appropriately like a tune like a cartoon like he used to do which in my opinion sort of automatically ramps up the 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 humor that happens because ben schwartz is playing sonic ben schwartz is a very very funny guy he's very comedic has great comedic timing got a great voice for sonic actually Uh, and ben schwartz can only play blue characters he plays dewey he plays leo and he plays sonic now um but he only plays blue characters exclusively it's very weird but ben schwartz playing him so his delivery of the lines was good even in the first one but it's coming from this weird looking monster So now that it's coming from an actual decent-looking cartoon, as help designed by Tyson Hess, it's like, oh, wow, he's not a a hideous monster, and this actually comes off as as funnier. I don't think this is going to improve the movie uh, by uh, by too much, uh, but it's definitely improving the reception by a whole lot. Um, The movie itself, I think, probably already has the same flaws that most of these movies kind of have bringing in a character and bringing it into the real world that's a regular sonic thing sonic coming into quote the real world he comes from mobius and he comes into like the real world all the time i think sonic x had a whole thing about that or was that actually mobius i can't remember dimensional hopping is a thing for sonic because everything's a thing for sonic apparently um so it's not outside the realm of 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 thought with sonic lore but it's just these movies never really work that well um the smurf movies come to mind the smurf movies actually come to mind a lot with this I man not just cuz they're blue and cg but just because you're taking this property and you're putting it in the quote the real world because you only want to animate half of it or only want to animate a part of it and i don't know it's it's weird it, it's 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 an odd thing to play with sonic on when you could have had so, a really cool animated movie you know in an animated universe with sonic the hedgehog and you could have made it look video gamey you could have like cuz you could have done a lot of stuff with this, and I think that would have been a better direction to go than what they did. However, this is the direction they're going, and this is a step to better improvement because you have a character that looks likable that people want to see on screen, and they seem to have upped his uh, his motions to look more cartoonish as well, uh, more video gamey. He's like has uh, we didn't see a whole lot of this in the first one, so like maybe this was always there, and they just sort of uh, just imposed this this one on there as well, but he does, like, a little victory dance at the end of one of them, and, I don't know, it's, it's more charming, it's, it's way more charming, he looks like Sonic, and he looks like something that people would want to go see, so I don't think it's going to help the movie out quality-wise, I think the quality of the movie is going to be spoken with, you know, to what the script is, and I don't have high hips, high hopes for the script, just because it's, you know, it's, it's that, uh, it's the stranger in a strange world thing with the main character, and then, uh, it's got a very generic like, I'm going to use my power to save my friends. It's got the generic friendship thing, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with it, but I don't think it's going to hit very hard, obviously. Um, but what w- where this really works to its benefit is I think this is going to get people in the seats because it's the first time in a long time that fan outrage, and I mean fan outrage, actual fans of a property... Yelled out and said, "We're not gonna go see this movie. It looks like crap. You, 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 what have you done with this character that we enjoy? You turned him so bizarre and so weird. And you really see it when you see a side by side comparison. When you see one next to the other, it's like, oh my god, I can't even. I can't even believe the first one was ever even greenlit. I don't know what they were thinking. Um So." It's a bit weird to 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 have something like this happen with a movie studio, where a studio comes out and says like, "Hey, here's our thing," and fans are like, "No," and a studio's like, "Okay, we'll we'll do better," and they go back and um they 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 try to remake something to look that's worth the fans' time, the time that they want to see something happen. Uh, there's a lot of conspiracy theories. The first one was deliberately bad, so this one wouldn't look too bad. And that's ridiculous. There's no way that they pushed back a movie uh to to the next year what's like four months they pushed it back four six four months to, to to february of next year i think it was supposed to come out this this month i think it's supposed to come out in november and they pushed it all the way back to february of 2020 just to accommodate these changes that they wanted that that, that the that that people were outraged over so you know they're, they're not going to do that just to you know just to just to, to, to have some weird marketing scheme. It's, it's ridiculous. It's like the new Coke theory, you know, uh, they made new Coke bad on purpose. So classic Coke would be great. It's ridiculous. Um, you put out the best property, you, you try the first time to put out the best product you can put out. That's the point of putting out any kind of entertainment value or any kind of product. You try to put out the best product you can the first time you're putting it out. There's no way that you go in and you test waters or you you fake a bad product to make your product look better. It's it's nonsense. There's so much risk in that that it, it's not even worth uh, talking about in, in any kind of uh, real way. So, uh, But what a lot of people kind of had a problem with was like, Oh, so internet trolls now, uh, dictate how to do things. This was a prominent, um, commentary from Amid Amidi from, uh, Cartoon Brew. Cartoon Brew is a great little site that has animation news on it. Uh, Amid is a, is, is the editor-in-chief and he's got hot takes all the time. Uh, I, I disagree with a lot of his hot takes a lot of the time. Uh, but what he does very well is that he does bring to light when, bad things are going now he will always skew to that side which is a little bit irritating but he always brings out when people are getting mistreated uh they were the ones that i think i don't think they broke the story but they brought a lot of light to the people who uh the animators for uh sausage party how they got reamed uh and they were worked and weren't paid overtime for what they had uh you know he brought a lot of that to light um you know good good things uh, he, he'll he, you know he'll do a lot of activist type things for animation because animation kind of has this reputation nowadays of, of like overworking people and and you know and, and not paying them properly or not crediting them properly um, and and, and, I, and I get the the defensive nature of that sort of thing so to be worried about like okay yeah they have to go back and redo this thing because fans didn't like it. Uh, what's this gonna be on, what's the effect of this gonna be on the people who made the first one, and, you know, stuff like that, you know, who made the first one, and now they have to go back and redo a bunch of stuff, and is it gonna cause crunch time, is it gonna cause overtime, is it gonna cause, you know, uh, uh, people to get screwed out of paychecks, things like that. That's a legitimate concern to have, I think. But his commentary on this is so off-base and so off-par, I had to do, uh, I had to include it in my opinion piece on this, because like it's like is the 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 title is commentary what is the true creative cost of redoing uh sonic the hedgehog so his problem is is that internet trolls and bullies fans uh is, is the proper term you want to talk about amid uh fans are the actual uh, uh thing that you you meant to say there um fans uh had backlash against this And they never said, you need to take this back and redo it. I don't remember anybody saying, like, you need to do this, you need to remake it. I remember people saying, we're not going to go see this movie. Fans of the franchise saying, we don't want to go see this movie because it looks like garbage. And you made a character that we enjoy, that we like, uh, look like trash. And look like a weird human hybrid uh, with a rabbit. It looks like, it looks hideous. So we're not going to go see your movie. That's not a bully. That's a fan of a property going like, I'm not going to go see your movie because it looks awful and you made an awful thing. Uh, You put out a product that uh, was not up to the standards of people who are a fan of that product. When you're shepherding an IP, when you have an IP, you bought the rights to have that IP be uh, uh, represented in your medium, i.e. a movie. Sonic's never had a movie before, a a live-action movie. Uh, He's never had a movie before. I don't think he's ever had a theatrical release before. I think all the animated movies have always been straight to video, but a theatrical release of Sonic the Hedgehog, you have an IP that has an extremely loyal fan base. Extremely loyal, these people are. They will buy garbage games because it has Sonic's face on it. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're extremely loyal, these people. People who like Sonic, like Sonic. They like Sonic merch. They like the look of Sonic. They like uh, uh, the, the attitude of Sonic. They like the... The, the atmosphere and the tone of Sonic, even though it changes from game to game. I won't get into that. Um, but they like it. And when you take that and you make it look horrible, not even generic, just horrible, you make it look horrid, uh, they're going to have something to say about it, uh, and they're going to not want to go see your terrible movie, uh, your terrible-looking movie um you know i don't know if the movie's terrible it's not out yet obviously it could be out it should have been out november 8th apparently uh but now it's it's pushed back to february 14th so you are know, a terrible looking movie it looks awful so fans had a, had, a, had a reaction they said we don't want to go see this we're not going to go see this this looks terrible i don't think anybody basically set, forced anybody to fix anything you can probably have found some tweets like you need to fix this now fix it now this looks awful you gotta fix it but nobody's actually bullying anybody to fix anything if a, if a studio thinks it's gonna to be too costly to go back and redo this right now. We already have the trailer out, we already have the merch designed, we already have all this stuff. Just take this, put it out there, and and we'll 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 deal with the cost effectively. Uh, or and and a studio would, would literally just take that loss. Like because, you know, like look, we already put the money into it. We're not gonna sink more money into it if they're not gonna go see it. Uh, Tim Miller decided that I think he's looking, and this is really what I think. I think he talked to the studio. They're looking at the long term ramifications of this. Uh, if you can get enough people into that theater uh, at a, in, it, at a in, you know in in the opening weeks, you can get enough people in there. Uh, you can turn this into a franchise. And you're not gonna have a franchise with something that looks like what you had, especially if fans are that visceral about not going to see, Uh, something that with that weird, uh, man, child, hedgehog monstrosity in it. So I think they looked at the cost effectiveness of like, hey, what if we push this back to 2020? We redo some things. We make him look like the character they want to go see. We take the property and we deliver it in a manner in which, uh, they, they want this to look, in which the fans want this to look like. Um, and, and I think they're taking a chance with that. But I think ultimately it's going to pay off for them. Uh, I don't know if it will or not. This movie still could bomb. It still could look not interesting. But I think people will actually go see this movie now because people listened. They actually listened. The creators of this thing looked, saw the reaction, said, wow, they really don't like this. You know, because sometimes when you're creating something, you get into like a headspace of like, you know, like you're making a thing and then you're in this headspace and you're making it and you just have this, 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 uh, you have this mask, you have this mask on, you're, you're looking forward, it's like, this is what we've got, we're gonna make this look as good as we can, and I think people will like it. And then, that mask gets ripped off of you when people look at it and go, that looks awful. You kind of come back to it and go, yeah, we, I kind of had that same feeling that it did look awful, but I had to get this through. So, I think they had to re- reassess... What they were thinking i think they were they were pretty adamant that like i think people will, rec- will receive this pretty well i think it'll look pretty well we're we're going for a look here a style and i think people are going to really enjoy it and people, when people didn't they decided let's take this back let's think about this let's get somebody on to 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 redesign this thing they got tyson hess they told him hey let's let, let's make this look like something that the fans actually want to go see and then that will get butts in seats and that will get people to see this movie um and I think it'll work. I think this will actually work. I think kids will go see this movie now, mainly because Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey's always good with kids. He's always been a good kid draw, which is weird because some of his movies are very adult. Uh, but you know, I remember being a kid when he was huge in the '90s, and everybody was doing Ace Ventura impressions when I was a kid. Uh, people loved Ace Ventura. People loved Jim Carrey. They loved The Mask, even though they're adult movies. You know, it's like, but kids in middle school they loved those movies, uh, and they would talk. They would impersonate you know, that character all the time. Um, so I think he will be revered very well for his performance as Robotnik because he actually has a lot of the funnier parts in there. And a lot of the humor came off much better when it coming from a cartoon-looking Sonic, uh, a more animated version of Sonic that looked interesting. Um, so I think what they did was they reassessed and they did that. Now, the idea that internet bullies did this is a ridiculous farce. It's this weird, ridiculous thing Thought that anybody that criticizes anything that comes out of Hollywood or the big machines, uh, they're they're trolls. They're they're just angry fanboys. They're they're toxic fandom. That's the big one that I love uh, hearing about. You got this. You got this. Al Snow interview about him talking about toxic fans and everything. He never says toxic fans once. He's talking about fans that write articles so he's actually talking about the media within the wrestling industry uh is actually what he was talking about in that in that uh uh rant but he's talking about actual people writing articles and writing media about wrestling and not knowing anything about wrestling and yet having an opinion about it uh so it's completely uh misconstrued as toxic fandom whenever that comes up this is not toxic fandom okay there are there is toxicity in fandom there's toxicity in every fandom the levels of which can vary, you know, like, like, you know, League of Legends is pretty notorious for being really freaking bad for new players. Somebody comes in, what are you doing? You're not playing right. It just started. It's pretty bad for it. So, you know, um, you know, a lot, a lot of that can happen, but toxic fandom is not what happened here. Uh, the, 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 the hot take on this that a lot of people along with mid are taking, uh, is, is just not true. Um, when you have the, the questions of like, oh, so now what are people gonna do every time fans come out and say like, no, I'm not gonna go see that? Are they just gonna have to you have to take a poll and stuff like? That? Well, first of all, market research already exists, so you already have you already have polls, you already have uh, screenings for your movies, you already have all of this stuff. All this stuff already happens before a movie ever touches a regular audience. So the fact that your your crappy design actually made it through all of that tells me you were probably were ignoring a lot of the negativity towards the design or you were using people who weren't actually Sonic fans in your design being like, "Oh, okay, I think this looks fine. It looks like a looks like any other one of those like weird, you know, CGI creatures that get put on the put on the thing. You know, grandma doesn't know the difference of that. But then when you put it in front of Sonic fans and it doesn't look anything like Sonic, then you have a problem. You didn't you didn't scope the right uh, uh uh people for this sort of thing that stuff already exists and that's what's being left out of this argument from uh uh these people saying like well what are we gonna do take polls from pe- from from fans and, and we have ib based properties ip yes actually it's probably a good idea when you have people who are actually fans of the property and are gonna go see your thing and buy your merch and and be the audience that you want it to be you probably want to satisfy them with something that is uh applicable to the thing that they enjoy Um, if you have something that doesn't look anything like it, it's like when you go back to those old X-Men movies and you go look at those boring designs. They all look like the Matrix. And because that's just the look that everything is like, and people back then would say, well, what do you want to put them in like yellow spandex or something? Yes. Yes. When Marvel started coming out with things that look like the comic characters, people loved it. And they're now billions of dollars in, in the black with, with, with the movies that they have now. Uh, all because they, not just because of that, but for a lot of reasons because of that. Uh, but but because they decided to make things look like the characters that they enjoy. In fact, the most critiqued versions, the most critiqued Marvel movies are the ones that have uh, characters and properties that don't really match the look or feel of the characters in it, such as Iron Man 3. A lot of people hated the Mandarin twist because it's not the Mandarin, and he doesn't look like the Mandarin. Uh, there's obvious reasons why that happened, but that's one of the lowest-rated uh uh marvel movies uh because of that reason not obviously not uh box office wise because they tricked people into going to see it with a with a mandarin that wasn't actually real uh spoilers for iron man 3 from eight years ago Uh, but anyway so when you have an ip it's in your best interest to satisfy the people who are going to go consume your product. And that's who was mad about this design. There is no one that was looking at the design and saying like, yeah, I think that's fine. I think that's just an art, an artist rendition of it. It was, what did these corporate idiots do? They took something with a, with an iconic design and they ripped it all away. They took hubris to its biggest, uh, 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 appeal. They, 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 they flew too close to the sun. Icarus, hubris, all that. And they, they they just ripped all of the things that made sonic sonic away from it they decided ah just rip all this out of here just take all this and we're gonna give them the new sonic and people will love it. and people will love it they take this new sonic people will love that it will be great and no one no one no one had that opinion everyone looked at it they all hated it nobody wanted to see it so it's not trolls it's literally everyone, and especially fans, that didn't want to see it. You can't just go around labeling, oh, toxic fans, oh, the trolls, blah, blah, blah. You did this with Shira. ra You did this with a lot of things. Yes, there were some bad arguments against She-Ra, and I enjoy the new She-Ra. But there's some garbage arguments against it. But when you have fans say, oh, I remember watching She-Ra. Let's take a look at what it looks like. And they don't like the design, oh you're just a troll, you just don't get it's not for you. If it's not for you, why are you using the IP Shira? It doesn't make any sense to say that, okay? It makes no sense to say it's not for you. It's for whoever's going to consume it. Period. That's the reason you have the IP. it, it, it makes no sense to say that something's not for somebody when you're in a commercial setting because it's for anyone. Period. And, and, and it's just like, you know, well, what about like Nazis and Reds? We don't to Shut up. You know what I mean when I say that? It's ridiculous to say that it's not for you because you're from this whatever background. It's not for you because it's for this type of person. No, it's for anybody willing to buy a ticket. It's for anyone willing to buy the merch. It's for anyone willing to commercially consume this IP that gets commercially represented and put out there. That's what it's for. So when you have fans say, I don't like this, and you have the wherewithal and the thought process and the resources to say, okay, maybe we need to rethink this and go back to square one on this. That's probably a good thing. That is a good marketable thing. People do that all the time. New Coke did it. Lots of people took a product that said, it's not up to the standard of what people want. Let's take it back, fix it, and put it out. It, it's it's a classic Miyamoto uh, 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 rendition. This isn't about video games, obviously. It's about a movie, but it has to do with video games, so Miyamoto is a good thing to quote. Uh, you know, a delayed game will eventually be good. A rushed game will forever be bad. And that's the mentality, not specifically, but that's the mentality that Tim Miller, the producers, and everybody took. They said, let's delay this thing. Let's put it out to, in February. And let's fix this to make sure people will actually go see it. And I think that was the best call you could possibly do. Now, I think Sonic fans, I think fans of, of, of video games and fans who had big outcries uh, against the look of this movie, I think you need to go see it because it's a, it's the first time in a long time. It's not the first time ever, obviously, but a studio actually listened to its fans. It listened. It said okay. And it course corrected. It even went and got a fan favorite designer to come in and help them with the new design. I think this is a tip. I think this is very important to go see this movie. Even if the movie's bad. Even if the movie sucks. I think it's probably a good idea to say like, Hey, this is somebody. This is them taking the time to, to correct what you did. And I'm going to go see your movie now. I might go see the movie on that basis alone. I'm not too up about seeing the movie. I wasn't before. I wasn't when it was announced because I don't think it's going to be that good regardless. Um, but I'm going to go see it for Ben Schwartz's performance and I'm going to go see it for, uh, the animation that they did. I am intrigued to see what life they gave this, this animated character, what new life they gave it. Cause it looks like they took a new direction with it. And I think that's a good thing. I think it's very important that you support when people decide to listen to you. So I think go see the Sonic movie I think it's probably a good thing to do and as per the legitimate concern for it, I don't think there's any artistic concern for it uh, because this is a this is not an artistic movie it is a it is a corporate style movie with a corporate property for corporate consumption. it's literally what it is so artistically I don't think the the artistic merits of critiques from internet trolls uh, now dictating how things will be designed it holds no water it holds no water in this in this in this term, uh, simply because of what this is. Th- th- this, this honestly is more artistic now than it was before because it's, it's attaining to something that was artful prior that people enjoy. And now they're more matching that art in which people enjoy. So I think it's more artful now than it was prior before it was just sort of a corporate shove out the door to make a little, a quick buck. Um, and it still is that in a lot of ways, but it, it it has more of a more of a resonance, I think, with fans uh, than than it used to. So uh, I think it's important that we support that sort of thing. But uh, the other legitimate concern that I think Amid brought up, uh, and this is more legitimate, is w- was there any crunch time for for people, uh, for animators and things like that? Was there crunch time? Did they get overworked? Did they overpay? And I think that uh, a lot of the a lot of the news coming out of that is not true. A lot of the designers were on Twitter. A lot of the animators were on Twitter very actively during this time saying they were honored to do the redesign. They were great that Tyson Hess was brought in to do the redesign, and they were very happy with redoing it. I think a lot of people were just kind of keeping their heads down with this old design and like kind of like, all right, let's push this thing out there. It looks terrible, but whatever. It's like, and now a lot more people are a lot more vocal saying like, hey, I love that we're redesigning it. I think it's great. Uh, I'm happy to be helping with the redesign. Uh, you know, we pushed it back to a realistic date. A lot of the people are saying there's realistic dates and there's no not people being overtime. This is all on Twitter, of course, and it's all speculative. You know, we'll we'll see when it comes out or if anybody's got any problems with it. Because, as again, animation is known for overworking people and underpaying them and not crediting them and all that sort of thing. It's it's it sucks, but that's true. Um, and uh, but what's what seems to be coming out of this is that it's. It's, it's It's been a very good experience for everybody involved and the final product is a much better product uh, therein. So uh, I think people need to calm down with this toxic fandom thing or this this trolls and internet bullies. It's not internet bullies. It was fans saying they didn't want to go see your bad movie. That's not internet bullying. Because people didn't go see the 2016 uh Uh, ghostbusters movie is not bullying towards women you put out something that looked terrible and people didn't want to go see it and guess what that movie was terrible it was just as bad as any adam sandler garbage flick that comes out any nowadays i don't like comedies nowadays uh, because they all try to be judd apatow movies where everybody just talks 24 hours and they don't shut up and nobody lets a joke land or or have any impact um and that's what that movie was and that's probably why you got a bunch of people not to go see it not because it was all women um, so it was unfunny, nobody wanted to see it, and thus people didn't go see it. Uh, now Sony is course-correcting with bringing out the old, the other Ghostbusters, which I don't think you need to do it now because, what, whatever, It just, there's reasons not to do that anymore. But, you know, when you have fandoms, when you have people say, I'm not gonna go see your movie on a commercial property that you need to make money on, I think it's a good thing, especially from producers to go, well, let's rethink this. Let's think about this. And then look at it realistically and say, can we redo this? Is it possible? Uh, Is it going to cost too much? Is it going to be too much of a time crunch? Yada, yada. And is it going to be worth it? And I think this is ultimately going to save this movie financially. I don't know if it's going to save it, uh, um, you know, creatively. I don't really think that this is going to be a very uh, creative, good movie in the first place. But uh, I think it will save it financially. I think this is actually going to ensure maybe even a sequel happens. Um, as much as I don't care about that. I'm not a big Sonic fan. I wasn't really one that was, like, outraged by this. I was repulsed by it just because of what it looked like. But I wasn't really outraged because I'm not a Sonic fan. I've never owned a Sonic game in my life. Uh, I don't, you know, consume Sonic merch. Uh, you know, it. it, it I, I like the design of Sonic. I like the design of some, some of Sonic's... Uh, companions. The only thing I ever did was I watched the old Sonic cartoons. That's the only Sonic things that I ever consumed, was I watched the old Saturday morning cartoons. Sad AM. I watched uh, The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, as bad as that watch. And I watched a th- some of Sonic Underground. I don't think I ever finished Sonic Underground. Uh, but there you have it. That's that's my take. That's my hot take on the whole matter of, uh, of Sonic the Hedgehog redesign. I think it's a good thing. I think it's... Uh, I think it's a start of—not n- a start of anything, really. I think it's just—it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's an isolated thing in which uh, bad decisions were made, called out, reassessed, and redone. That's what happened. It's, it's not any sort of new-fangled, like, oh my god, what's this mean for everything else? It means nothing for everything else. It's literally—they put out a trailer very quickly— Uh, because people were already outraged uh, from the silhouette of Sonic and how weird that looked. I think they were like, well, let's show them what it really looks like. We'll really hit them with this trailer. and It'll be great. We'll put Gangster's Paradise attached to it for some reason. And, of course, people were absolutely not having it. Um, And I was just ready for the movie to come out and get you know, slammed and and thrown out and then thrown in the dumpster and nobody watches it and it'll be a big bomb. It'll probably make $30 million and be a bomb and they'd throw it out and they'd never do another Sonic movie again for another 10 years. Uh, And that's really what I thought was going to happen. Now it's actually looking like it might pick up and it might actually hit. It's also in a better time slot in February where there's not a lot of stuff out. So... It's very interesting. We'll see what happens with it. I think it's a very interesting thing and I wanted to talk about it, so there you have it. I talked about it. And that's uh, that's our episode for this week. I hope you like these opinion pieces. I've only done three of them now so far. I did one on High Guardian Spice. I did one on Thundercats Roar, uh, which still hasn't premiered, by the way. We've only got... Two months in 2019 to go, and it still has not premiered. So that'll tell you another thing about fandom uh, not reacting well to uh, their properties being uh, respected. Uh, so there you go. But now we've done the Sonic one, so we might do some more opinion pieces like this because I get I get kind of hot with these. I get kind of um, I get my opinions uh, all up in arms, and I, I try to keep it as, as as low key as possible. But there you go. Uh, that's my opinion on Sonic the Hedgehog and the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Thanks for checking us out. Uh, It has been a blast. Uh, You can check us out at animationdestination.com at destinationcommerce.com slash DNN. You can also check us out on Facebook at Animation Destination. And, you know, follow me on Facebook if you really want to keep up to date with this podcast. I have a Facebook account. That's really what I keep my updates on. Uh, It is attached to my Twitter, but I never use Twitter exclusively. I'm never on Twitter. I never tweet at people. It literally is just connected to my Facebook to feed out what my Facebook has. Uh, So... If you want to follow this podcast, uh, you know, follow us on Twitter follow me on Facebook. It's really where I get the most engagement, um, which is weird. Um, and check me out there. So that, that's that's really, you know, where where it happens. But uh, but I'm also at Twitter at Animation Pod, um, and uh, and that's gonna do it for this episode, guys. Thanks for joining us. Next week uh, is gonna be Shira and the Princesses of Power season four. So stay tuned.